the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Get ready to kick up some dirt and mud because it's time for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl. SDORC is here to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. So whether it's bikes, buggies, trucks, or trikes, San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio brings you the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles and protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. Because together, everyone achieves more. Now, here is your host, Dave Stahl. Hi, folks. Welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio. FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This hour brought to you by Southwest Point of Sale. If you have a business with cashiers and cash registers and you're having trouble keeping your people on the job, you might want to contact Southwest and see if you can't uh, get into the uh, self-checkout system. Don't have to do every register, but they do it with all the big boys. And, boy, I tell you, it's working out just fine. They'll come out to your location, take a look. If it fits, then you're on the clock. 800-540-2149. 800-540-2149. Give the gang a call. All right. Well, you know, I, I was looking at the s uh, off-road site, and uh, Sherry is putting together her book reading program. Yeah, she's got three, three four books out in Yeah. Yeah, three at least. Side four, ju- side just, oh, one. wait, forgot to talk about Alpha Projects. You should have oh. yelled at me. Alpha Projects. Are we uh-huh. doing Alpha Logistics still? Um, yeah, we should still do Alpha Logistics. Yeah, okay. So they're the guys, if you want to ever go out to the desert, you need a dumpster, hand wash, trailer, shade trailer, any of the above, 760-352-8383. Anyway, so Sherry's got this book program going, and I've read the first one. I haven't. I don't think I've got the second or the third, and i got a digital on the fourth. So Sherry, tell us about this book yes. deal you got going. Yes, thank you for having me on. My pleasure. Uh, we started... We started publishing uh, Moto Mysteries in the fall of 2019, and it's a um, design for kids age nine and up. I'm hearing that a lot of adults are enjoying it too, mm. and it's mystery and suspense, but it also ties in the off-road world. A lot of the scenes are set in a town called Drybrook, which is very similar to Ocotillo Wells. Uh, we just came out with book four in the series, which is called Harbor Point Haunt. Um, this one, the kids who live in the desert took a little break and went to the city and visited a, a place that would seem very similar to Point Loma and the lighthouses and the cliffs there, but we use fictional town names in the book. So Harbor Point Haunt is book four in Moto Mysteries, and it's coming out the first week of February. Although, as Dave mentioned, that he has a digital copy, we are looking for volunteers to be advanced readers. They get a digital copy to read in advance, and then when it goes live on Amazon the first week of of February, they go on and leave reviews, and that lets people know 
you know, a little something about the book to decide if they want to invest their money in buying it for their kids. Mm-hmm. So, Audrey, have you read any of these books? Uh, I actually have not read any of the say, books. Be honest. Now. No, I have not read any of the books yet. But I've got um, the three were given to me, and actually, my nieces read all three books, ah. and they love them of the Moda Mystery series. Um, I have them. It's a all, all, all three are in one um, book yeah, and in one sleeve. In one sleeve, yeah. Um, and I got it from Sherry. So, and- Sherry, what was the, what was the concept behind this? What 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 uh, you know, promoted you guys to do this? What what was the basis? Well, I like mysteries. I like reading. And I know when my kids were growing up, uh, when I was buying books for them, because, you know, I always encouraged them to read as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And I would have jumped at the chance to buy books that had a setting that included motorcycles and dirt bikes. And so um I had just been tossing the the book one. The idea was in my head for like 15 years till I finally sat down and actually wrote it. And then um, it was a little harder to write book two and three and four because I hadn't been thinking about them for 15 years. But mainly it was just to be able to provide some good reading material for kids that also tied in the excitement of the off-road world. And with book four, even though they go into the city and they're near the coast for part of this mystery, they also will be going out into the desert so that we can get some motorcycle riding in on that, too. And um, I'm glad to hear Audrey mention that she has the, um, that her nieces, or I think you said it was your nieces, have read the collection. We released that in 2021, and it's a big, thick book. It's like 600 and some pages that has book one, two, and three in it. And the exciting thing about a book that thick, especially if you have kids who might be um, reluctant readers, these chapters are all super short. There may be one or two pages. You might have a chapter that's three pages. And almost all the chapters end in cliffhangers. So even if you would tell your child, you know, just read one chapter today and, you know, and then you can read another chapter the next day. Well, hopefully they get to the end of that chapter and and then they want to find out, wait a minute, what's going to (laughs) happen? You know, you just left this person hanging. And when I'm writing the books, my granddaughter, uh, she's 15 now, so she was, I guess, 12 when I started writing them. I would give her a few chapters at a time to read as I was writing them. And she would get so mad because she would say, you can't do this to me. I need the next chapter. And I would say, well, I haven't written it yet. And so <laughs> we, we kind of have a have fun going through the book like that. But um, that's there, I think that's a good question. Well, it's, fun, you. it's funny you should say that because I have been telling people I hate to read i hated (laughs) i hated to read in school i didn't Mm -hmm. like what they made me read well that was what was my niece my niece cheryl i brought her in a couple years ago she came in from denver she's the one that's reading the book she's fourth grade 10 years old right um and has uh reading assignments so every week she has to read you know yeah 25 pages a week is her weekly requirement and so she can get you know a couple chapters read for each week and this book, the collective series, it's something that she's interested in. It's right. something that I do. And so it caught her, and it was easy for her to do her weekly assignments. Well, see, this was my point. When I was in school, I hated to read because you're making yep. me read things I don't want to read. Yeah. Lorna mm-hmm. Dune is a cookie. Okay, yeah. so I don't need to read the history of <laughs> Lorna Dune. 
Come to find out, it wasn't a cookie. It was some lady that you know got her head chopped off. I think I'm not 100 percent sure. But so I so I've got a book report that lasted seven years. Okay, because I didn't want to read, and then all of a sudden I got old, and I realized there was a lot more out there. And I read, like honest to God, Sherry, if you said, "Hey, Dave, let's go to lunch uh, Monday," I you know I've already got an appointment. With a book, not you, with a book. Because I, I go everywhere now with a book. And I read at least one or two books maybe a month, but they're on topics I want to read. And by reading what I wanted to read, it actually opened my eyes to other topics that I may not necessarily be interested in. But if the writer does a good job, I'll jump right into it. So... I applaud you for doing that because you're right. Kids need to get away from all of these electronics, all these TVs. And you're right. You get into a book, a good mystery. I listen to XM radio. And there's a channel 148. It's classic radio. And, oh, my my wife always knows when I'm right in the middle of one of their stories because they're 30 minutes long. And I won't get out of the car because they're cliffhangers. I want to find out who killed who or or who stole right. what, you know, and I'm not moving until, because once I turn the yeah. car off, I, so I, can I do that. I applaud you for that. I, and I think, I think you'll capture a lot more kids and get them into reading yeah. uh, by doing this. So uh, that was one of the reasons I, I, I reached and out to you and had you call in. And more city kids into yes. being able to being out in the desert and getting well, outside. And that and that, that would be another mm-hmm. whole avenue of yeah. it. Hi, so, Sherry. This is yeah. Ed. I'm here, too. Uh, thanks for bringing this to us. What are you wearing a tie oh. for? Uh, I'm going to a service after, a memorial service. Oh, okay. After the uh, show. Just dawned on me he's wearing a tie on radio. Yeah, he's, all, he's all spoofed. I've got a face for radio. Yeah, um, you do. <laughs> so how do people, how do people uh, get a hold of these? Uh, you know, the, I guess you can go either way, digital or hard copy. Yes, and they're available on Amazon. And book one um, is actually also available in audio format, the skeleton. We've only done one of them in audio so far. Um, Book four right now is not available yet on Amazon. It will be the first week. But if anyone is interested in being on our launch team and reading the advanced copy, they can send me an email and I will send them the digital copy and give them some instructions. Um, writing a review doesn't have to be difficult. It's mainly, you know, you leave however many stars you want to leave and then write one or two sentences. Some people want to write a lot more than that, but you don't have to. And I don't want to scare people away mm-hmm. by thinking that, you know, they have to write a couple of paragraph summary. They just pretty much have to, you know, say if they read the book and if they liked it or not or what they liked about it. And the importance of the reviews is that makes a big difference when a book is brand new to um, Amazon, how Amazon will promote it. Mm-hmm. If they, um, if I don't understand algorithms and all of that, but if they see a lot of action on that book, you know, in the first week that it's released, they see, oh, 25 or 50 mm-hmm. reviews have been posted. And, and it's critical for the people that are on our launch team to also in their review mention they got an advanced copy because Amazon's really careful about their reviews and they want to make sure that they're all legitimate. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they might wonder if a book just launches today and then there's 25 reviews posted, how did that happen? Gotcha. So that's why it's 
that people do have to mention, well, we got an advanced copy to review it. So if people are interested in doing that, uh, my email address is Sherry, S-H-E-R-R-I, Kukla, K-U-K-L-A, at gmail.com. And they can email me and I will get them on there. Um, you can also go on our website, which is SherryKukla.com. And over to the right, there's a list of um, a list you can click on. And I think at the bottom of that list, it says join the launch team. You can also click there to give us your information so that we can send you that. And so that's that's really what I'm looking for now because they say if you want to get 50 reviews, you need to sign up 150 right. people because not everybody will be able to follow through. You know, life gets in the way and, and um, <laughs> for whatever reason they don't. So I really do need a lot more people to sign up for that. So if anyone listening wants to do that, um, please sign up for that and, and read the book. And I, I think it's a pretty quick um, read. I've had two or three people that are finished already, and a couple of them said they read it in one sitting. Yeah. Um, interestingly, when we talk about not liking to read, my husband, when he he's not a big reader, and when he does read, it's usually like you know some kind of war or history book, and right. he or had never manual. read. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He had never read a middle grade novel, <laughs> you know, for kids. And so when I first started it, I asked him to read all the scenes that had the motorcycle riding in it because. I don't ride. I mean, I have ridden in the past, but well, you, you just figured out a way to trick him. Hey, can they go to uh, ssorm.com and also get uh, a link? Um, excuse me. <clears throat> Not to the books on there. Oh, okay. But if they can't figure out how to contact me, they can do that. All right. Excuse me just a minute. All right. Well, we got it. We got to take a break. Thank you very much. Uh, maybe in another week or two, we'll see how the the list is coming up, and we'll get you back on and get some more people on your okay, reading list. Thanks very much. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. No. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio, FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Well, we just had Steve or Sherry Kukula on talking about her book. And if you do, you do need to go check out her magazine online, snsorm.com, www. Uh, it'll keep you totally up to date on what's going out in the desert, upcoming events, classifieds, you name it. It's a one-stop shop. They've been doing this since 1982, so... They are well informed as to what's going. In fact, they live in the desert, so yep. no she excuse. Wells. They must have a nice air conditioner. Is all I can say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So we wanted to give a little plug on her mystery books. So hopefully, people will sign up so she can get uh, Amazon all happy because we all know how happy we need to make them. Those She's algorithms. been an OHV advocate since 1982 when she started as oh, yeah. off road. She does Sherry's column, Sherry's piece, and or Sherry's turn, Sherry's corner, um, Sherry's corner. <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> um, every every month on the magazine, and I love reading. You like her. that? Yes, I love her opinions and her views. I have to see if I still She's have fantastic. the the 1984 one that my picture's in. 
So this weekend, SCORC was out in Ocotillo Wells, and we helped out Corva, California Off-Road Vehicle Association, with their annual Truck Haven Challenge poker run, and it was a fantastic day. It was fun. It was beautiful out there, a little windy, but what a fun event. And I don't know how many they've had, 24 or something? If it... Is twenty four. I don't. So, want, I didn't want to confuse it because it was the twenty fourth cleanup last week oh, too. So. so, so my first Truck Haven challenge was about fifteen years ago in Truck Haven, and I came out to it. And um, two days. So, so state all that land out there used to be private property, and people just went and went nuts, did whatever they wanted to do. So shortly before that event, state parks bought a number of parcels out there. And they were going to merge it into Ocotillo Wells. So two days before the event, on the Thursday, the Center for Biological Diversity sued state parks, saying they were allowing an event to happen in an area where there's no management plan. And so David Hubbard was representing all the organizations then, and they called him, and he said, you guys, you have to cancel the event. So on Friday, we canceled the event. And on Saturday, a whole bunch of people were out there because, <laughs> you know, com- we didn't have Internet on our phones back then. Yeah. And so I went out there and it, we didn't have an event. I even rode around and looked around. And so the next week, the CBD drug us back into court and said that they held the event anyway. And I got dis- deposed on the thing. and I said I rode around out there and there was no event. There was nobody out there but me and this other guy. And... uh so we didn't have a truck even challenge for like five years. And then I, I, I went to, I'm a corporate director and I went to the leadership and I said, you know, we could just keep having the event, but over on the other side of the highway where they do have a management plan. And so we, we moved the event over there and we've had it in that same area ever since. Uh, it's a great area, it's a very successful event. We would love to go back into truck Haven, but there's still not a management plan for that area in place, believe it or not. Oh. The management, you know, they've been working on the general plan. I don't know if you remember when they yep. were taking comments. Well, that's never been finished. Nope. It's never so, been implemented. I don't know. But the event itself was a great event. It was a lot of fun. It was a poker run, just like the SDRC Lost Lizard Fun Run. You go around a route. There's five checkpoints, and you play a game, and you get a card at the checkpoints. Yep. And then they have a raffle, and then whoever had the best hand and who had the best score in the games, they win prizes. Uh, so they used to do it with three checkpoints, one at base camp, then three in the field, and then one at back when you get back to camp. And I thought, you know, these poker runs, the really fun part about them is stopping in the desert and playing the game and visiting with people and stuff. So I said, we got to have five checkpoints. So I've been volunteering and putting on checkpoints for Corva and for SDRC for the last few years. So yesterday... I hosted a checkpoint, and my game was, first you walk the plank, and I had three two-by-sixes up on four-by-fours, and you'd walk around, and then at the end, it was the beanbag toss, except the beanbags had the Sierra Club uh, logo on them, and then you threw them into the bucket that had a toilet seat on the top. It was um, a great uh, game. I loved walking the plank, and I loved throwing the the bad Sierra Club into the <laughs> toilet. There you go. <laughs> So, it was, yeah. I laughed hard. It was a great time. Gene McConaughey helped with the uh, Sierra Club stuff. And Rick Moore, our one of our greatest uh, 
our members and helpers for many years was doing the uh, helping people pull their card. We, we put the cards in a bucket, so you reach in the bucket and pull out a card, and we would put that on the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. Audrey has a picture of the plank, so you walk the plank, matey. Yeah, and then when you got to the end of the plank, you threw your bean bag in while you still stood on the plank. Into, into... I, I even brought extra games because sometimes people forget That's about funny. games. Yeah. I had a, a hula hoop, and then I had a tire that you could roll. So cool. just think, because sometimes well, you never know. You yeah. Know. So yeah. you can't go. You can't a checkpoint recreate at a, a Truck Haven. You can go there. You just can't have an organized event with a permit. Oh, I yeah. But the area is open for general use, but not for permit. Gotcha. gotcha. So, and the whole general plan thing, uh, they they started on it. I don't know, like ten years ago, maybe. I wrote like very comprehensive uh, comments on it. In fact, I'd lost them and I, I found them recently. Um, and then they started working on it again about two or three years ago. Mm-hmm. And then they stalled. And I'm not sure exactly why they are putting it off so much. But part of it is uh, geothermal power out there. And the Bureau of Land Management manages and actually owns the mineral rights and some of the surface rights of the land and state parks own some of the land. And so they have to do a, a joint venture. So they each have to do a management plan and they have uh, competing interests in renewable energy. Mm-hmm. California state parks doesn't want any renewable energy in a state mm-hmm. park. The Bureau of land management is mandated to allow projects to take place. So there's this this fundamental problem, and the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. It's just tough, and there's been um, an effort to transfer the BLM land to the state, which I used to like that. I thought that was a great idea, and I've kind of soured on the idea in the last few years because state parks kind of overmanages the the land. They kind of manage the fun out of it. They, there's so many road signs and kiosks and rules and regulations. It just kind of takes some of the fun out of it. And the, the BLM is more, uh, they, they'll leave you alone. Um, and, and the cost of that may be uh, there would be a geothermal facility somewhere out there. Well, our and great it, lobbyist sent over California's budget plan for this year, uh, what, two or three weeks ago. And one of the uh-huh. things that she pointed out was on um, page, what, 92 or 93 of the budget plan where it, mentions specifically Ocotillo Wells, the geothermal test sites, and turning it into one of the largest in the world, third largest in the world, lithium mine. So it's it's explicitly talks about in California state budget this year um, so, setting aside money specifically for the lithium mine because they want to turn it's, it. It's Talk about enough. destroying the landscape. Well, that, And that's a tough one because lithium is goes in the batteries of everything that we use now that replaces a gas engine well if that was actual state park land they wouldn't be able to do that because that so, would be and, and that's so, another and that's the other part of that catch so I've, 22. I've gone to the place where they're working on the the current uh wells for a geothermal p- project it's over by, by the, the dump off pole line it's actually right by the airport even further out uh-huh. in fact i went there i don't know like a few weeks ago just to see if there's any action and i didn't see anything but it's really far from where we go off-roading that the, there's no legal trails and there's not any interesting features out there so interesting all right we're gonna take a quick break you're listening to sdorc dirt radio <laughs> fm 961 am 1170 the answer
folks. Welcome back to Listen to SDRC Dirt Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. This segment is brought to you by PRMI Mortgage, Chris Wiley. If you're in the military and you're looking to get a, a VA loan or maybe a refi or just anything to do with financial, Chris Chris is the man. So you need to check him out. What's his phone number again? I need to start writing that down. 619-722-1303. All right. So with that being said, yeah, I know I was over at Carl Berger. I had to take my Chrysler in for a recall. So I was talking to the boys over there and told them that uh, they didn't know about our show. And I says, well, you know, I said, you guys need to do like Bob Stahl Chevrolet. Well, we're I don't there know. The, they know about our show. Yeah, I've been in to Carl Berger. Yeah. Yeah. There's not. We we have different views on Carl Berger. Oh, do we? Yes. Well, I was in service. You were in sales. Uh, I was in service. Oh. Hmm. So, service doesn't like me. Let's really? Let's just put it that way. Oh, well, then I guess yeah. we won't go there. Yeah. I'd go to sales. I'll go to, I'll go to Poway. Jeep Pow, ja, uh, um, Jack Powell Dodge Jeep Chrysler out oh, in Poway. In, yeah, before they I have go a store to in Poway? I know they yeah. run in Escondido. Yeah, well, it's 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 Escondido. <clears throat> it's called the Poway one. No. Yeah, yeah Jack Powell. Yeah, but it's not Poway. Um, it's Escondido. Okay. I know Jack real well. Oh. But anyway, I was just thinking out loud. Uh, yeah. So what else you got on the plate? So, real quick, uh, a couple weeks ago, you guys talked about, um, on your other show, you talked about uh, jackets, championship jackets. What other the, show? Uh, you're the radio show. I don't know. Racer oh. Radio or something. The girls had, uh, you said, uh, what, what jacket you got? Oh, 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 oh. The jacket okay. you get when you win a championship in car racing? Yeah. Right. Anyway, so I wore my championship jacket today. Is that what that is? Yeah, from a motocross championship. Yeah, that was number one. Number one, wow. Nice. Southwest Vintage Racing, Southwest Vintage Racing Group. Wow. I was a club champion. Are you on your bike two today? Years. I'm in my car. Oh. Yeah, that, yeah, okay, well, there you go. So that's why I just wanted, I was Found listening it. to the show, and I dug it out, and I'm going to wear it later anyway. It's funny you should say that. I was going through my closet because I had to go get a sports coat. Yeah. Because I'm going on two press events next week, and I I just can't fit my other one. So I went out, and and uh, so then I just got going through the, the closet, you know, and I go, I hate that jacket. That one doesn't fit. This one doesn't fit. Yeah. So I even had a leather lifetime handyman. Oh. Handyman. It's, it doesn't matter. The I, leather jackets keep it? are no, just so nice. That thing's going Alco- to, I had an Alcohol Speedway one. Oh, that I would. I had an Alcohol Speedway one. I've got a Cajon Speedway one, but it's not uh, leather. My dad had the leather Cajon Speedway Wow, you still got it? One. I don't have it anymore. Oh, no. I, between, yeah, between, I don't know. Wow, that's a bummer. Yeah, I've got I don't know what happened to it. a couple of Dale Earnhardt leather jackets. One of them, it's just most beautiful thing i never wear it because of course i probably can't fit in it but i love them <laughs> yeah i just love i them. got too many jackets just too many. i know san diego's so temperate i still have a lot of jackets i get cold easy yeah but it's, it's just it's crazy I, between that and shoes it's boots. fun having shoes so the desert advisory council uh helps the bureau of land management with management decisions and there are areas in the california desert district that require more specialized attention. And so uh, the, the, the Desert Advisory Group 
uh, creates uh, what they call subgroups. And the three subgroups that they're currently working on putting together is for the Imperial Sand Dunes Recreation Area, the Mojave Trails National Monument, and Dumont Dunes. So they're, right now they're looking for applicants who want to represent uh, the users who go to these areas and will be willing to go to meetings and work with the Bureau of Land Management to solve whatever issues come up. So That's I was vice really chair of the ones there, Mojave Monument and Dumont Dunes. So I'm going to be the DAC representative for the Mojave Trails National Monument. Um, uh, Dick uh, Holiday is doing the Imperial Sand Dunes, and Dan I forget his name. He's the film guy. He uh, is a, a a guy. He helps people that want to film in the desert. He helps them with their permits. Um, so. Audrey, you might be interested in the Imperial Sand Dunes. Yeah. Um, I was vice chair of that for six years. Oh. I don't know. I made various reports, but we're looking for that. So if you want to go to maybe a couple, two to four meetings a year. Yeah. It may be virtual or it may be at the uh, El Centro BLM office. I'll help you get involved in that. Well, that'd uh, be good for you. Yeah. That'd yeah. be good. You love the dunes, and you're very knowledgeable about the dunes. Right. Yeah. So the Mojave Trails National Monument, that is uh, a vast area uh, southeast of Highway 15 from Barstow to the, to the state line. It's like 1.3 million acres. Now, if you look at the, at the national, national monument rules, they say that they have a minimization criteria. You should protect the smallest amount of land that is required for what you want to protect. So they're thinking like a small building, you, you protect an acre or something like that. So this is 1.3 million acres. They just covered the whole area. So when Donald Trump became uh, president, um, anyway, I guess before that, Obama had made this monument. Yeah. And it really broke my heart because I've been out there and I'm worried about the monument is going to change how you can drive around out there. Like there's a, a lot of routes, and when they create a management plan, they will close a lot of routes. Well, they've already started closing down destination spots like um, the, the frogs. I've, I've heard the mailboxes had to go. I've yeah, heard, that was um, the Mojave uh the Mojave mailbox, the yeah. Mojave Trail mailbox. Yeah, the Mojave Trail mailbox was and already with teared, the, yeah. torn down. And I'm not and sure. This is all from the monument. I'm not I, sure exactly why. I worked on that too. Um. So they, uh, so Trump, he opened up a plan where he said we're going to relook at some of these national monuments with the idea of maybe shrinking some of them. Like I think the Bears Ears in Utah, they thought was was too big. So they were taking comments. So I wrote comments saying, please make the Mojave Trails National Monument smaller. That is just ridiculous. And they didn't get to that one. They, they left it. So um, they're forming a management plan, and the DAC is forming a subgroup. So I'm going to be sort of the chair of that group. Nice. And I'm really Hopefully looking Hopefully we for, can get some more uh, people active from, like, District 37 or and up in the area. Get some good that, people. Yeah. That's true. Some really good people representation that, uh, yeah, yeah, from yeah, out yeah, of yeah. there. And did you see last night a guy from D37 was uh, gave some money to Corva? Yeah. I need to find out who that was because maybe he would want to want to help us or some of those people. Nothing else bring him on radio and thank him. Yeah. That's true. That, that's a good good idea because D37 is an important group. 
I had uh, motorcycled the Mojave Trail a few years back. And the Mojave Trail, it's been well used. It's kind of beat down. There's a lot of chuck holes, whoop-de-doos, and rocks exposed. You know, the, the dirt gets worn away, and the rocks are kind of sticking yeah. up. So we took some side routes that were parallel to it that were just wonderful. Like imagine a two-track with weeds in the middle, nice and smooth and twisty. It was so great. And what I worry about is when they do these management plans that like the main trail that everybody knows that gets put in, but all the the beautiful side routes get cut out and get closed. Mm. I'm really worried that that's going to take place. And so that's my motivation in being part of this um, management plan. Well, if you tell them they if you have more than one trail, the wear and tear is minimal. It, it gets reduced, right? So you don't well, have I a mean, lot of impact on one trail. Now we on spread one, it out. One trail, one so, trail. So that's a very good justification for yeah. having more routes because yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm the national forests they have a, a a minimization criteria. If you have two places, like like say a base camp and, and some destination out there, that they only allow one route to go there. You don't get to have multiple routes to go to the same right. destination, and that's. That's, it's a tragedy because there could be the easy route, there could be the hard route, there could be the scenic route. There, you know, there's a right. lot of variety of routes. Animals and, use those routes. Yes, they do. You know, animals, that, like you find the scat on the routes. That's what I'm saying. You find they them. They like them. It's, it's, it's mm-hmm. easier to travel on the, just like us, rather right. than smashing through the bushes. No, so I, we, I, I, I totally agree. So I'm going to be working on keeping those routes open. So that's something that's going on. I'll help you, Audrey. If anybody out there wants to help with some of these, um, you can send a note to info at sdrc.org. Yep. I'm also going to contact the um, uh, San Diego Gem and Mineral Society because they're a little bit active. Yeah. I, I sent them uh, something. I didn't hear back from them, so I'm interested in hearing. Well, I got uh, had a wonderful conversation last week with um, – uh, Eric Solomon from the Bureau of Land Management, who was in charge of our um, cleanup last weekend. And I asked if, um, since the new year had come out and the new budget had come out, if there was any movement on the uh, new ranger station, the new Kauia ranger station, because mm-hmm. um, it was voted on and approved. And, and they went, huh? And, and then, and then, went, huh? uh, There's a station. Uh, and then, and then, they yeah, station? we got a new president, and money got changed, and then they changed the the Bureau of Land Management headquarters and, and moved it from Washington D.C. Oh, to yeah. to Denver, and they lost a lot the of yeah. So he has a new Jeep. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> lifted, <Yeah>. twenty nine inches, <laughs> um, spinners. No, so yeah, what does he know? I'm, he said that there's it's back, it's back in. There's more movement. There's money for it now, and it's back on on track. So. That was really good news to hear that there's um, the ranger station is back in and so so a little background. Ask you about that too. Yeah, a little background on that. So the Imperial Sand Dunes is a highly visited area. They get like a million visits a year, and it varies up and down. Yep. So they have a, a ranger station on the north side where most of the people go. Probably yeah. two thirds to three quarters the of the Kauia visits ranger are on station. the north side. Mm-hmm. There's a, yeah, the Kuiya Ranger Station, and then there's a. They put a new station on the south side, I don't know, maybe eight years ago, mm-hmm. Buttercup Ranger Station, and it's nice. It's not really big, but it's a nice station. It's a well-built one. The north station is a couple of of mobile homes bolted together, and it's above the ground. The walls are thin. It's not very good. My fifth, ru- fifth grade classroom was like that, and it's literally a the bungalow. same, it's the same size as my fifth grade classroom. <laughs> And it's split in half, 
and you're in there and I'm in to check in because I get a tow behind pass because we tow our Jeep in and I don't want to pay for a second pass for my Jeep. So I'm in and you've got the person that they've just arrested that's injured that needs medical attention right here. And then you've got his drunk belligerent buddy next to him that wouldn't leave the Rangers alone. So you've got the drunk guy, the person needing medical supplies and the person in for your tow behind Jeep all in a 10 foot little area that that you have to deal with. So getting this new Ranger station. They have a lot of challenges there and there's an opportunity to make a lot of improvements when they um, get a new one. They, they, They don't have sleeping quarters. And people travel a long way to, to work sure there. Do. Yeah. You know, just to, like, It'd would be you? nice. I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, we spend money on some of the stupidest stuff in this in this country. We oh, my God. Do something positive. Maybe when Newsom gets done cleaning up the railroad tracks. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, we're going to take a quick break. This is just DORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Look out now, All right, folks, welcome to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. K&J Termite and Pest Control. Boy, I tell you, if you got bugs, these are the folks that can catch them. 45 years of experience. Your family health is extremely important to K&J. They are family-owned and operated, so if you want a nice, clean environment and you don't need these pesky little rascals running around your house, call 619-441-7378. Four four one seven three seven eight. Yep. And you can give you a quote. Yeah. Send me one of you. Send me the lobbyist. You know, email so I can okay. at least shoot that out there. Okay. And but, remember, she's on our side. I know. That's why I she's said one of us. Yeah. But we also need to get her on radio sometime and yeah. give her an opportunity. You know, to tell us. Yeah. You know, maybe once a month, just kind of have what I would call the lobbyist report. Yeah. So that would be can, awesome. So she can let us know. What we need to do, because, I mean, she can't do it all by herself. No, that's one of the big things that um, we're talking about right now is how do we get more people in inept? One of the things that she wants from us is more people making comments right. and the right kind of educated comments. Right. Um, you know, nonpartisan, non-biased, but actual. But just, we need to just know, using we logical need to know when reasoning. to do that. Yeah, just using logical reasoning and back your your point of view you know and just doing that alone will bring both parties and could unite them on issues and so you know you have to work the room when you do that well i'm looking at 22 as an impact year in other words get off your butt yep you know let's quit screwing around and let's make an impact we should have more people join sdorc we should have more people join corva we should have more people get involved with our legal aspects and talking to you know, when a lobbyist says, "Hey, I need," or, or no different than Sherry saying, "I need twenty-five yeah. or a hundred readers," you yep. know, it doesn't take anything. I mean, with computers and all that, it's it's not a no. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Because I nothing I hate worse than having somebody come up and say, "Gosh, I wish the desert was still open." Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, why do you suppose it's closed, you pinhead? 
just being able, just driving through this morning on the way back and looking at my husband going, oh, should we do Fonts Point real quick? And then just realizing, you know, Fonts Point's open, but nowhere else right there can you go down in Anzaparego. It's all trails only, and you have to stay on that trail. Stay on the trail, street legal only. And over half of it's closed that you can't get to. Um, There's 500 miles of routes in Anzaparego. That's because not enough people are screaming and hollering. A lot of them are dead ends, like up and back. But but if the general public loops. was screaming about it, yep, and that's the public, a good point. If we like made a whole thing, because these people in Sacramento, hey, you know, I mean, if they're if we open up like say a a Q and A, yeah, and three people, then they're just going to look at that and say they don't care. We let's yep. do something else. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's not worth our time. Let's go. Let's go to. Well, and I got to tell you, and it, what, I guess the eye opener to me was, and you are going to be <coughs> shocked when I tell you this. So the Hell's Angels in El Cajon had an event. Yeah. And I put them on TV. Yeah. And everybody went crazy. They thought I was selling cocaine out of the back <laughs> of my Volkswagen. <laughs> so I put them on. You know, we did the whole thing. I don't get a ton of views on YouTube because I don't really promote it. You know, maybe a couple hundred here and there. 5,600 views <laughs> I got just wow. on that segment and that segment alone. <laughs> so, which tells me people are looking, but unless it's something that fires them up, and that's why I'm saying, yep. if we want to get to keep these deserts open, I mean, how many people as big as STORC is? How many people physically get out there and do the do the the dirty work? Oh, it's a handful. If that. It's a handful. If that. Yep. But they would be mad if the place was closed. And I wouldn't hear I would never hear the end of it, let me tell you, because everybody turns to you and thinks just because you're making the comments and you're doing yeah. it that it's gonna be handled. Oh, right. don't worry. Don't worry. Audrey could do uh, it. Yeah. Audrey could do it. The busiest SDRC mood meeting I've ever been to. The most crowded was the one after the lawsuit was filed to close Akatia Wells to open riding. The next one, there was standing room only. Like, okay, what are we going to do? All of a sudden, SDRC was super important. Sure. Before that, like, you know, just the normal few people would come. But now, like, everybody... that was the same thing that happened last year with um uh, oh my god why am I blinking on the name of the trail but the name of the trail that they just closed the back half of the trail and you can only go to the one point of it now um, because they put um and and it's in Anzaburgo too they put the wedge in oh and yeah they cut yeah down that the place uh, yeah a lot of people came to that uh, yeah right after our meeting San- Sandstone Canyon yeah Sandstone yeah. Canyon there you go I'm like why am I blinking out on the name right. of it I've been there um. Yeah, Sandstone Canyon. As soon as that happened, <coughs> when all of that happened for Sandstone Canyon, people are, we had are now more active. People, but it wasn't like they're the, upset. The, the, the Akatia was the place was there was just standing room only. It was crazy. Well, though that's and that's really the point of this radio show. Yeah, is is don't become upset and get active after it's been shut no, down. We're asking for your comments. That's We're reaching right. out. We're now trying closed, to get you I'm to mad. be involved. Yeah. yeah, help us keep it open. Yeah, right. Come well, to the cleanups. Join I SDRC. I guarantee you, once it's closed, see what's going on. It's closed, and well, the chances of you getting them to open back up again. I mean, and you and we've only got one lobbyist. How many do you think the Sierra Club has? Many, well, many, many And they've got tons and tons and tons of money because I'll say one thing about people that hate us and don't want us to have any fun is they're organized. So one of the things that I wanted to mention, too, this week was that um, – 
friends of Oceano Dunes, Oceano Dunes uh, SVRA, State, State Vehicular Recreation Area, as we're talking about that, just filed another lawsuit this week. Um, and so they uh, filed a lawsuit to challenge the California Coastal Commission. Um, when we had Jim on la- um, a couple weeks ago, he talked about the Rule 1001 and the dust control implementation and, and what that does. And they had just recently won one of their lawsuits regarding that. Um, well, on December 17th, the California Coastal Commission used that again to close additional um, areas and shut down. And and also for um, a part of the closures that happened during December. And so Friends of Oceano Dunes was able to file another lawsuit this week. So making that their sixth lawsuit, I think they have running on this right well, now. Well, the fifth one since just... Since the Coastal Commission action. And filing a lawsuit is not free. No. Thousands and thousands of dollars. And I'm sure we're going to be needing to send them some more money here shortly to help them out. So anything that you can do, donations, you can go to sdurc.org. You can donate to us. We help and team up with them. Um, Our lobbyist is working on this as well. Uh, everything, any any way that we can get it, we need it. So they are oceanodunes.org um, is their website, Friends of Oceano Dunes. Go to their website, send them some money. And they're, big on, they're big on social media. They're big well, on social media, very active Every on time I media. turn around, there's another post, right? <laughs> yep. And the other thing, too, folks, whether you do anything or not, which I'm a little irritated if that you don't do anything, when you see an Oceano Dunes post, share it. Yeah. Don't just read it or like it. Share it. Why people don't share? That's you know, unless it's some gorilla, you know, eating a banana on one hand. <laughs> yeah. Stupid. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, share, share, that. share, share. How many times do you share? Probably. Yep. I hardly look at social media. Yeah. So you need yeah, to start. I need to start looking at it. And you got to start looking at it because I mean, it's the world. I got other stuff. I don't know. It only mm-hmm. take a minute. We need to raise enough funds just to get a publicist. We need a publicist Ooh. just to handle. If we could get a Public publicist relations? to handle this, a PR firm, a PR firm that wow. would handle the whole nine yards, and and we could afford to We've pay. We've talked for about that. that for years. That, that would, would be, be such a great thing absolutely for us. amazing. Well, has anybody actually gone out and looked to see? I interviewed what one before. It was it just was hard. But you got to find somebody that's an off roader. That's what yeah. you need. You yeah, don't they got to love us. They got to be part of us. You don't want any publicist that just wants your money. And yeah. you can't tell me all the people that go go to Tierra del Sol, all the ones that go to Lost Lizard, all the ones that go to all the there's not one person that could possibly be a publicist. Oh, there. Oh no, there's a very strong possibility that that's out there. But we got to find but, that little rascal. Yeah, and here's the thing with all those people too. They actually think they're members of our organization. Yeah, I know. But they're not. They didn't pay their $25 fee. And that one-time donation only helps us out so much. We need them to be their member. Or they get on the email list. They think they're a member. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what we need to do is, again, 22, I'm on on my bandwagon. I'm on it. I'm I'm jumping on it. Yeah, you might as well get on with me now. Because if you don't, you know, I'm I'm telling you. Because there's things we got to do. All right. That you're listening to SDORC Dirt Radio FM 961-1170. The answer. Make sure you join SDORC. Thank you, Dave, Audrey. So we need to get together. Right here is a t-shirt hanging off the door.
for San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio with Dave Stahl, the program that is working to further off-roading as a safe family experience while promoting and preserving the natural environment. To learn more about SDORC and how you can get involved, visit SDORC.org. That's SDORC.org. Join us next week at this same time for more of the latest news and initiatives in preserving the use of off-highway vehicles while protecting the land and wildlife at the same time. This has been San Diego Off-Road Coalition Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Love Radio Network. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.